0: You know, I'm right. The podcast that uncovers the origin stories of some of the biggest names in media, entertainment, sports, and entrepreneurship. Nick Durst here, along with Joe Calbries, and Joe. We are very excited for our guest today. I'm also a little jealous. If you're watching the video, you see him right now. It's got a beautiful scenery where he is, nice and warm, Sherman sure Oaks, California. But uh, you know, the two of you, Joe, you and our guest, a little color coordination of the t-shirts, so I like that. You're in sync already. But Why don't you tell everybody officially who we have with us here today?
1: You always steal what I'm about to say. I, th- I just think we have strong telepathy between us at this point. It's really great. Uh, but yeah, uh, so you mentioned everything that we usually have here on the podcast. We do a lot of reality TV. And you and I were huge Big Brother fans, so uh, we're becoming a Big Brother podcast now, which is incredible. Uh, But we have another former Big Brother contestant uh, on with us. Uh, He was on Big Brother 23, uh, and he was also on the challenge, too. So I know you appreciate that. Uh, Very, very happy to have him on. Uh, Again, part of the Big Brother family, so we get another guest uh, to our extensive list. Uh, Kylan Young. Kylan, welcome to the show. As Nick said, it looks Unbelievable where you are. We're jealous. It's crappy here in New York now, but how are you doing today?
2: Uh, I'm doing well. I, I'm thankful to have a little, you know, uh, a sunny day today. Um, and we obviously get a lot of them, but we just finished a week of like, we had, we had our own little uh, uh, bad weather with a lot of wind and, and some rain. I was going to say hurricane, but I know that uh, means something much different in a lot of other places it just felt like it here we're very spoiled oh yeah certainly
0: so kyle i gotta Thank ask you. you glad to be here we are you know, very glad to have you here so let us take you back like eight or nine years ago now when young forever comes out by jay-z was that your jam were you like this is my song <laughs> on kyle and young
2: <laughs> oh my gosh i mean ba- i mean it really did feel like it i'm not gonna lie i always think about my grandfather um, on my dad's side, he said that when he proposed to my grandma, he said, I can't promise you much, but I promise you you'll be young forever. And oh, I was like, I got, damn, what a, a stud, what a that line. Is, that's a know? great line. Yeah, I'm stealing that for sure. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, what a, what a time. What, yeah, that was, you know, still on top of the world. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it.
0: It's definitely your anthem right there, or at least it was at that point. Another question I have for you is... What is your favorite fruit from edible arrangements?
2: <laughs> Ooh, um, well, I asked <laughs> asking for a specific reason.
0: <laughs> well, you had a, a past career there, right?
2: I did, I did. That's why I, I love the uh, great research. Um, yeah, so uh, edible arrangements, the I'm trying to think what would be the uh. Uh, best fruit. I'm mean, pineapple, you know. Pineapple would say would say crisp, and you could chocolate dip half the pineapple daisies um, uh, with a little uh, 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 strawberry core, and uh, you know they, they look good, taste good. Yeah, yeah definitely the, the honey, honeydew, the, honey go, do the chocolate the covered top. is is the way to go for sure. Whatever the fruit may be, a little sweetness always helps. Yeah, extra sweetness. Sweet. When people eat desserts a or, or they like just fruit alone as desserts, I'm like, damn, I don't. I don't Uh, want to live in that world.
1: I don't know. It's a good question. And on their own, I don't think so. I think they need to be there. There needs to be like like an unhealthy sweet attached to it in order to be considered a true dessert,
2: right? I that's I agree one hundred percent. I've just seen people do that, and I'm like, wait, did you grow up without colors too? Like, like (laughs) (laughs) what is this devastating place? But no, but yeah, it was was a fun time.
1: we'll get to some more fun times here in a minute. Um, so you received a bachelor's degree in communications uh, from Pepperdine. And uh, I've been out in California before, and I've driven up and down the coast, and I've been to a bunch of different places. <laughs> uh, that place has probably the most spectacular view uh, that I've seen ever. And uh, so you got to go to school there. So tell us about that.
2: Yeah. So Pepperdine was, such a I mean it was a culture shock for me really because I went I grew up in the high desert um so it's a desert in between LA and Vegas pretty barren wasteland meth capital of the country in the 90s when I was growing up like nothing nice aesthetically or otherwise is there excuse me and but it's a cheap place uh if you have a family so my family's <laughs> uh moved out there so it was uh to go i didn't even know i liked california until i went to pepperdine and then because once I went to pepperdine i was like oh wait this place is gorgeous like this, this, there is a lot more to this place than just joshua trees and, and i'm not saying joshua tree joshua tree is kind of a dope little vacation spot joshua trees though alone in the high desert not as cool so yeah go ahead and pepperdine um and then also just a totally different like interesting demographic just you know extra uh uh, I think we had, I, I believe there's some, some stat like we had the most uh, luxury cars per per capita per student um, of any of any campus. So you know, I, I think I went there without any car, and, and eventually had uh, a '93 Corolla with a hole in in the hood. So I, I, it was such a a cultural uh, shock in every way to be there, um, but met some really great people, and uh, you know, just really got to fall in love with the state also with, with the beach and, and just California.
1: And what did you do on campus activity wise uh, and internships?
2: Um, internships. Uh, I mean, I, I was always working the whole time. So like I worked uh, on campus in the housing department, I worked in the, um, which is like really just labor. Like we would just paint stuff and, and uh, move. We replaced all, it happened to be my summer was the first time they decided in like a decade to replace every single mattress on campus. So that was fun, <laughs> removing every mattress from every bed on campus and bringing in a new mattress uh, in lots of buildings with elevators. Um, and then I was in, uh, I worked at like an elementary school at like the summer camp. I worked at a, uh, uh, and I interned at some marketing agencies and really uh, just fell in love with that. It just seemed to be something that matched Uh, my interests and skill sets and um yeah started me down that career path
0: so coming out of college you end up working for shady acres entertainment so tell us about your time there and your first taste of oh yes school professional
2: so i was actually i i started during sorry during my senior year um kind of unofficially and then eventually officially working for tom shadyak he is a filmmaker he wrote and directed uh A lot of big films like uh, wrote and/or directed or both. Um, Yeah, and/or Uh, Bruce Almighty, uh, Nutty Professor, Liar Liar, Ace Ventura. So just and like I grew up like Ace, like these films were staples uh, of our household. So it was such a weird coincidence to to encounter him, and and I didn't even know any of that when I encountered him at the time. And he, uh, so I was saying I was auditing like his class. He had a class that was like about life really (laughs) uh it was called something like filmmaking but it really wasn't he would just show some film or documentary or bring a speaker and then we just talk about life like it was just a deep he's just a a very philosophical positive guy who went through his own like because you know he, he had this high ascension in hollywood and then he Uh, just decided that that wasn't the path they wanted to go on, not in terms of not making films and and everything. He still had a passion for that, but just the accumulation for him, he felt uh, of of wealth in the monetary uh, materialistic sense wasn't for him. So he started giving away most of his money, uh, like 90, 95% of his money and just to nonprofits and just being philanthropists and just uh, while still... Um, like he was biking to work like forty miles each way. like he was he was he was really about it and uh, and is still. And right now he's in Memphis and, and he built a nonprofit out there. It's like the only nonprofit climbing gym in the world. Just he's a mentor of mine and one of my favorite people in the world, so I can go off on him for a while. But the at Pepperdine uh, just fell in love with his class and with uh, his mentorship and and so when he said he was launching a book, I was like, more people need to see this. So um social media you know this is like 2012 going into 2013 um obviously you know popular but not where it is today and so i was just like i think we can use this to to kind of promote the book and um through some connections that we made there and then some speaking engagements i was able to organize and stuff uh and and obviously had plenty of his own connections as well um we're able to get him new york times bestseller book and so i was like wow like this this creative uh marketing like using social media just seems really and just uh ideating around non-conventional like not buying not ad buys uh for marketing something just seemed really interesting to me and so that was that was a cool experience for sure
0: so from there you kind of put your entrepreneurial hat on you co-find slash my fees and you do some more moving around in, in the world of business like all of us really do work for B4 <laughs> experimental marketing agency control agency and scoli so tell us about your your time there that, that hope here in your life
2: oh yeah uh for sure all over the place i mean it was uh like i had this internship at when i graduated at uh I'm blanking out maybe you see it there the agency uh before slash my fees it was um I'm blanking out the name it was a small agency boutique agency that had like some they were doing a lot of Facebook marketing and I was supposed to be hired there and then literally like right as I graduated they had lost like a, a a deal that they just couldn't hire on a new person and so I was like oh no like I gotta figure out what i'm gonna do because that's where i was putting my like my plans uh because that's was the conversation we were having and that was the plan for them and they were super apologetic about it and wonderful uh in terms of exposing me to to the, the things they had to learn when i was there but um so then i ended up hitting up uh just logistically i, I think it's worth sharing then <laughs> my best friend was in newport and he was doing his uh working towards his PhD, I think still in his master's at the time, um, for, uh, UC Irvine. And he was just like, Hey, like I have a place by the beach here that like, it's a little studio, but I can barely afford to be here because of his school stipend stuff. And he's like, so if you just want to share this space with me while you figure out what you're doing. And I was like, yeah. So, um, he let me come over and stay at his place. And we ended up staying there for, for like two years. And, and, uh, it's so funny because like in hindsight, I'm like, how did that ever work? Like that we shared this tiny space, but we just got closer. Like, I don't think we ever fought. Um, you know, he's my best friend this day. And like, we uh, he's the one that introduced me to Big Brother as a show. And so it. Was, uh, so all that time, the two years I was commuting to LA, uh, because right soon after I, I moved there, I ended up getting, like a month or two later, I end up getting a job at an agency uh, called B Corp, uh, Experiential Marketing Agency. And it was so such a, another really cool experience because it was literally uh, stunts, events for, and social plans for Red Bull, Xbox, Beats by Dre, Columbia Sportswear, um, just really fun brands. And they had just finished like as I was there, they were wrapping up uh, the biggest stunt of all time at at the at the moment uh, when I started there. It was uh, Felix Baumgartner skydiving from outer space. Uh, with Red Bull, um, took up a capsule on like a bl- big balloon and a weather balloon carried up the capsule, I think, or something like that and jumped from space. The first human to break the sound barrier without being in a vehicle. <laughs> um, it was just insane. And so uh, just doing really cool stuff like that. Um, and sorry, started out as like an assistant to one of the, the the CMO there, one of the co-founders, and or CMO. I don't, I don't know if he helped found it, but uh, part owner. And so, and then just started working my way up there, like to be a part of the team that was like working on the strategies, uh, on business development on partnerships and just overall strategy for, for any of the things we were doing. And while I was there, I got tapped by a Pepperdine alum friend who asked me for help with some marketing stuff and that company fizzled and turned into uh, want him wanting to start a new company, uh, Slash My Fees, um that was helping small business owners cut their costs and that was uh that was an interesting experience like just being a co-founder and like uh building that and like so I ended up kind of getting speaking at all the WeWorks like in in California uh to all their because I spoke at one and they liked me and they had me go to the other ones and it was just talking to business owners, um, about how to cut their costs. And so they really liked that aspect of it. And, uh, but for a variety of reasons it just made sense some timing and internal stuff for us to, to, to exit that and just to end up selling the assets, um, at a certain time. And so it was just a really cool experience to like build something, make some money and, uh, and, and, and get, I don't know. It just put me out there and, and around a lot of business owners was really, which has always really stuck with me as far as like the entrepreneurial side. Um, and yeah. And then, so that was while I was at B Corps. And then soon after that, cause we sold that and then B Corps, I was doing really well. And then um, I ended up taking some time. Cause I was just working nonstop yeah. since I was like 12, always doing <laughs> like, and so uh took a little bit of a break and then started doing uh consulting for a while and then somebody picked me up into uh control which was another social media agency that a friend of mine had started and then i got picked up into blabby which is a media company and blabby is a media company we were doing uh
0: it's the largest
2: online black media company uh and we would you know talk to brands about their marketing plans to help hire and talking about diversity and inclusion and all those things and so it that was just a that was a uh an interesting experience is my first time like working at a company where it was uh a majority like black staff which was its own um it like you know I've always been very uh intentional about like educate it's, since it's my adult life I should say because in school you don't really get that education Um, on a thorough like black history and so kind of since college I had some professors that started pointing me in those resources and in directions so uh, it was really cool to be a part of a company that that was reaching the culture that was reaching um, and then helping to build more diversity and equity and inclusion in these fortune you know 100 companies um, through my time at Blavity so uh, yeah so I mean that's that was the the and then from Blavity I picked up into Scully um, which was the, uh, it is uh, a, a tech company that helps kids find scholarships for uh, for college. And so we'd work with different brands and celebrities and partners to help build They're scholarships. They on Shark Tank, he, right? He was, yes. Chris Gray, the founder, um, a young kid that started it. Because he won like over a million dollars in scholarships on his own. Everybody's asking him how, so he decided to build this app and Soon after you built it, uh, you got uh, the chance to be in Shark Tank and I uh, got picked up by a couple of the sharks. And it was one of the most heated episodes ever in the history of the show, like the heated arguments ever. Like if you look up top heat arguments, yeah. his is usually one of the so first. So funny story about and, that is, yeah. so I, oh, used, yeah.
0: I used to work for Damon. So I no did way. A whole video with him about the big fight and we posted it to his YouTube channel. But uh, great, good TV, that's for sure. <laughs>
2: exactly good tv a good deal and now it's it's probably uh it has to be one of the time considering where they're at right now um one of the top like companies to to success stories of people that got deals and actually were able to follow through and and build in something because at the time they didn't even know how they were gonna make money and that was everybody's concern right but they found a lot of ways and so it was really cool to to learn direct from him i worked directly under him um, managing like partnerships and, and, uh, it was, yeah, it was just really, it was cool to be a part of a, such a, a social impact company. Cause like, I've always measured my personal success by like impact that I'm able to have, um, and being able to work, uh, in a, a, in a company that is so like profitable while helping the students, helping the businesses, helping like, like I was like, oh, you can, you can really have all of these different wins for, for different organizations at the same time and uh yeah just really and then even when i got out of big brother like like when i when i first was going into big brother they gave me like a leave of absence and afterwards we were talking and he's like you know was asking like what do i want to do and i was like i think i kind of want to see like i don't think i want to go back to work in like corporate i kind of want to see what else i can do on my own kind of you know i got a little bit of a platform i got some exposure and i have some uh a lot of people I've connected with from this world that are doing things. And I want to see maybe what I could do to see if I could spread my own impact uh, in my own way. And, and uh, he's like, I think you should, like he was so supportive and and, uh, I'm just thankful for him for that. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, so that's what's been happening since then.
0: So you mentioned before you were doing speaking at the WeWorks (laughs) and, you know, watching you from afar on television shows and social platforms. Yeah, I feel like you are a very motivational person to try to have people rise up, get the best. So have you been yeah. approached since Big Brother to do any sort of motivational type of speaking events? And is public speaking something you like to do?
2: Yes. Uh I would going backwards, or actually yes to all. So I ended up um it's so funny because like uh this I was just talking to somebody yesterday about my uh this doctor actually dr sasha um who is uh she has a i'm playing out her, her name on her uh channels but she i'm just looking her up now because it is a uh, somebody that everyone is worth should check out oh there we go uh dr sasha hamadani the psych doctor md on instagram um she specializes in people with neurodivergence, especially ADHD. I got diagnosed with ADHD in college, and then uh, went out after Big Brother. I actually got a diagnosis for autism, and it definitely filled in a gap of understanding myself. Uh, getting that diagnosis um because I, I was talking I was like oh yeah when I was a child I was like nonverbal, so I was like five <laughs> like and we just didn't think any we we're just like he just doesn't talk I'm like it's fine but he understands stuff and my sister was talking for me and then when I turned five like we were like hey let's have him go to uh uh speech therapy and 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 because uh, I was forced to talk and had a lot of trouble with words since I didn't talk before that and uh, the speech therapy helped close that gap and so um I think that nobody would have would have thought that i would enjoy speaking and uh somewhere along the lines like i I just realized i i picked up a a liking to communication and to understanding how to communicate and a lot of things um probably just because my my a lot of things that people learn through osmosis i was like learning intentionally and usually through trial and error and as far as like interacting with people And so uh, after the, yeah, after the, the, I mean, we worked stuff at that background. And then after the show, I ended up connecting with a guy who has an agency, a speaking agency. And so he just told me next spring I'll, I'll probably do a couple of like corporate speaking stuff. And now that I've, I, I really didn't start exploring too much of my own content on social media until these last couple of months. And Excuse me. And I think that uh, I definitely want to use, take more opportunities to like, kind of do at least small, like, you know, I don't want to just say like motivational, but also just conversations around positivity, around uh, neurodivergence, around um, uh, gratitude, around things that like, I just are important to me and, and, uh, and then maybe there's an opportunity for that to lead into opportunities. I could speak uh, about, Approaching those things from a neurodivergent mind, from someone with a late diagnosis, from someone who has had these very weird experiences that uh, you know uh, that I've had as uh, especially recently as a result of these these shows.
0: For sure, that sounds awesome. So you mentioned your roommate, this tiny studio apartment. He turns you on, <laughs> the big brother. So what what was the first season you guys started watching, and then? when did you decide that you wanted to audition and what was your whole process like for the audition process
2: oh my gosh so all right so many different things um he had actually been watching my friend brett he had been watching with his family for like years, like decade probably and i'd known him since i was uh 19 or something i think or 18 no, I met mean when I was like seventeen, and so uh, he's like two years older than me. And so we uh, met at the community college across the street from my high school because I was taking classes there. And uh, he probably tried to get me to watch from the first couple of years that I I knew him. And even when I lived with him, I refused. I was like, I don't watch reality TV. I'm good, man. I'm I'm not gonna watch it. I love movies. I love TV. I just was like, no, I'm not. I, like I will watch some superhero shows on CW, but oh those are
0: the best give story. me your best cw uh superhero shows real quick and i'm gonna continue to the big smallville. brother
2: it's all i'm Smallville. Yeah. It's my, i mean i love smallville I love the, the flash I love ah, good of stuff. course yes uh i but smallville is just iconic for me i, I don't know it just yeah. is but yeah i'm, I'm welling was in the incredible world. yeah Tom, you know, it was that whole and and Michael Rosenbaum, and he's still yeah. the best Lex I think that they've ever had. Like they should have had Tom, Tom Welling as
0: Superman on t- on movies.
2: You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It is I, I've heard that. He, yeah, I, I I missed the crossover. I, I'm I'm so behind on shows. Um, I missed Tom the Welling's in the crossover, crossover Kylan. You got to watch. I know. I see. know. I seen like clips, and I'm like, damn, I need. There's just I need to watch all of the shows. Is a problem? Right. It's like. That, that tv universe and i'm like oh, i need the, the arrowverse i need like catch up on all of them um i'm about a season or two behind on most of them maybe like yeah um, uh, uh, so i know i'm putting in the work i'm gonna catch up um someday <laughs> there's too much content <laughs> but the but yeah uh the so he tried to get me a watch for years and i was like no nah, i'm good and then finally after uh you know, eight years probably and, and being friends. I was like, you know what? I'll check out this show. I'll watch the season with you. You've asked me a lot. I've had you watch a lot of movies. I watched the show. I was like, what day does it come on? He's like, three times a week. I was like, three times a week? Are you kidding me? And then he's just like, I was like, fine, 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 fine. fine. So uh, we watched the first episode season 20 and that's when it started. And I was like immediately hooked. I don't know why I was just like, wait a second this is a game? And I was just like, this, what are they doing? And I was like, it just all clicked very quickly. Like, as I was watching it, it just all clicked. And I was like, this is the greatest, like episode one, I was like, I need to do this. This is the sport. This is the the best sport I've ever, the best game I've ever seen. Everything in my life has led me to this show. I need to do this. And Uh, I was just like, I feel like I've been preparing for this game my whole life. And he was just like, I told you. And I was like, I know, you're right. And then so before season 20 finale, I'd probably consumed about, like, four or five different other seasons by that time. Like, I was just, I was like, can I watch more? Like, I need more. And then he's just like, there's live feeds. I was like, live feeds. I was like, ah, but that was too slow. So I was like, I need the episodes. So, um, yeah. So I I was, like, bouncing between the the show and the feeds and the the past seasons because uh, i like was like well let me go backwards i started at 19 and i was like wait who's this guy paul i was like i need to find out who where he came from then i start 18 and i was like wait a second there's four other people from other seasons so then i just like started um probably at like 10 and then um and then later on ended up going back a little bit further um to like six and seven and stuff but uh the but yeah that was that was the that was the intro into into Big Brother, um, into watching it, and he uh, and I'm very you know glad that he did because I like I started I don't know this is, I remember I was talking to Tiffany and she said like oh you never watched it as like a fan and I was like I guess not like I immediately watched it as like a, a studying it I was like this is what I want to do like so I started I have notes like in my from that year that's <laughs> I started taking notes on like the game and on player I was like no nah, I need to understand this.
1: So what yeah. was the audition process like for big brother?
2: Oh man. Um, so, uh, the audition process. Oh, yeah, I actually, uh, uh, I'm trying to think what oh, all, okay, um, the first year cause it would have been for 21 is before the pandemic or anything started. So I'd sent in a video, got a call, did like a, a Skype and then like an in-person and then they disappeared and then there was nothing. <laughs> and then, uh, so I was like, all right, well, I'm out of this one. And then the next year, uh, because they had told me to apply again, like, Hey, like, you know, it's just not a fit this year, but like apply again. And then, um, the next year I applied, but I ended up being for 22. So I never got a call back because I was all stars. And then the last, uh, year I ended up getting, um, the, uh, What's that called? Um, oh, actually, you know what I totally skipped? The very first time I applied. So I think this is this. Uh, I maybe it made a difference. Who knows? But the very first time I applied, I'll give you guys this this, this little exclusive. I actually, uh, I sent in my tape because that was the only, the only application was write down your name, your email, your age and send in a tape. And so that's all I did and then I started recruiting friends to send in their own tapes and so I would go to like my friend Sarah and I'd be like Sarah like I need to make tape here's what I need you to do and so Sarah would be like hey you know my name's Sarah I do this and I want to be a big brother but really you know who you should call you should have Kylan Young because he's like he would be great for the show and then one time I like had like a, a movie night party and then before that I like brought pizza for everybody and i was like all right everybody needs to do one and i had like 15 people that day so i had probably like 30 40 people total um and uh <laughs> and a couple of my like popped up in in the end of it and uh so when they had called me they were like hey so this guy's like hey is this is He's like, "Yeah," he's like i am so tired of seeing all these videos <laughs> and i was like oh my gosh um and he's just like you know you're not allowed to do that like your audition is supposed to be like like I was calling just to let you know that that's not allowed. And then over the conversation, we ended up like getting along, but he's just like, yeah, he's just like that usually just gets somebody immediately, you know, rejected. So nobody should do that because they said like, that's actually against their, the policy when you submit your application is that you can't tell people that you're submitting your application Um, uh, and they don't like that, but it just worked out that, oh, it didn't work out one time because I didn't get on, but at least it started the conversation. And uh, kept me passionate about applying, and then, um, and then two times later, uh, ended up, you know, getting the call from from the new casting director Jesse, and uh, he was awesome. And it's crazy because people always ask like what tips for like what you should do, and it really is that concept uh, as cliche as it is, of just like be yourself because that's what they want to see, and it doesn't matter like how flashy it is because all they're gonna like you have to think about the diary room, you have to think about the mundaneness of the show. And they just want to see what, like, they just want to see you and fit you in, a, like, a puzzle piece into whatever it is, the people that they're going to have. And, uh, but the, the main tip besides, like, be you, like, on a practical sense is literally go to Jesse's site. Like, on his site, he has a video where he explains, like, here's what, how you should do your video. Like, make sure that you're sitting like this and make sure that you are telling stories about, your, like, he gives, like, a, a, a best practices. And those best practices are the exact things he would echo uh, during our calls, like during the audition process when he'd be like, hey, like, remember when I said this, like, make sure you do that a little bit more or less or whatever. So, cause they want, you know, they want to bring people that uh, they, they want to have a good show. So like, if you really want to be there, they, they want to help you be there.
1: So what was your reaction to being casted and, uh, there's a, a very small window here uh, when you find out that you're going to be on the show and then you go into the Big Brother house. Uh, that period is very hectic for a lot of people. So uh, were you scrambling to throw together stuff to bring into the house? Did you do any shopping quick? Uh, and what was like that initial reaction and uh, sharing that with uh, everybody in your life?
2: Oh, wow. I mean, it's like, I have to answer cautiously because they have a lot of rules about how much of that ending process uh as you get into like the finals of the auditions that you're allowed to share um but for me I'd say it was probably a little bit less crazy because I was proactive about like packing and because they give you like an idea of like hey if you're selected here's the type of stuff you know you should do and so I was kind of very proactive about that and uh proactive in terms of uh of trying to like you know get my life in order and stuff and then I had the benefit of the fact that I live in LA so uh I didn't have to fly somewhere like a lot of people. Right. Um so it was you know it's a it's a it was just more excitement than anything. It's anxiousness because it's like, oh man, am I gonna get it? I don't know. And you just you just don't and then you'll read like a headline that's just like they the cast has already been picked up and you're like no I'm not I'm I'm at home and then it's like oh no that's not true. It's just some spoiler. Uh account that doesn't know what they're talking about so yeah it's a wild time
0: well if you stay ready you never have to get ready and you obviously exactly ready, you
2: know
0: ready to go and it showed on the show for sure so for you give me your favorite part of being on the show and your least favorite part about being on the show
2: um favorite part favorite part's hard all I'm so much of it I love like I mean I, I think the the relationships you build the bonds like those are all real and uh the um the games I love the competitions those are all fun it was like a dream you know even like the the donkey costume and the jackass of clubs was like the punishments are punishments like when you're experiencing them they seem so like like they sh- wouldn't trivial, like it wouldn't really matter. But when you're doing it for a week and like you're waking people up in the middle of the night to hand them sandwiches and, you know, Have you made a BLT yourself? <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Um, uh, but it, it's like, it, it is, you know, be careful what you wish for. Cause I was like my dream. I was like, Oh gosh, I hope we get to our costume so bad. And then like, I did. And I was like, you know what? And I, I think that being, first on the block gave me a perspective that uh, really um, allowed me to appreciate the, the, the I think I got to enjoy and appreciate being there probably more than anyone because that very first uh, being the very first face up on the memory wall as, as, as a nomination or as a nomination because of my key turn first, um, I was like, all right, uh, the, after that, it was always like, hey, if I'm sweeping the floors, I was sweeping the floors and I was like, there's going to be a time when I'm going to sweep a floor and I'm not going to be in the big brother house, the the big brother house, excuse me. Like, this is a dream for me to be here and sweep the floors here or like sit in the hammock or sit in the you know bathroom where I have my room or whatever. And I was like, I, I was, I, I, I'm really grateful that I had that experience as, as, Terrifying as it was uh, because it allowed me to to just really feel that gratitude for the rest of the season and also get the fear out of the way because that very first time on the block when I was waiting to, to for, because I was like, if I don't, if Derek doesn't use the veto, that means I'm going home. So I remember sitting there and I've been unfortunately in like actual life or death situations and sitting in that chair waiting for him to use the veto or not felt very similar um, to like, exactly, exactly like that. Um, It feels like life or death. And it's a weird part of the game, but I think it's just because of that isolation, because you're cut off from the world entirely. Like, it's it's no phones, no TV, no internet, but also no books, no pen and paper, no music, no sunlight five days a week. Uh, that backyard will really only get access to it, like, two days a week, because they're building competitions out there, usually. So, and you don't, in other shows, you get to see production staff, and in ours, you don't because they're all behind either two way mirrors or behind the cameras. They're just moving camera arms. So that whole place becomes your world. So when you're voting someone out, so I guess the least favorite part would really just be voting someone out. Cause all of our friendships were real. And we also had the weird, a weird part of our season was that we didn't have like, I mean, obviously we had the cookout, but we didn't have like factions. Like there wasn't like two sides of the house. Right. There wasn't uh uh, a, a everyone was actually close and socializing with everyone all the time, so voting someone out was like, uh, you're like, oh, let me just help murder my friend, who's becoming like family, and 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 that was uh, it was always hard. So
0: you may have kind of touched this, but not as far as like at least fair part of the game. But was there something physically about the house that? You couldn't you didn't really like it, something that bothered you most people we've asked this question they say the lights were really just too bright or people are snoring or the lack of bathrooms uh anything like that bother you at all
2: um so i'm very fortunate it's funny because like uh even for like the oh so okay so the lights and stuff didn't bother me or snoring or whatever, because I don't have uh sensory stuff around uh, auditory uh, and uh, uh, light and sound. Like doesn't really faze me. Um, uh, but uh, I have sensory stuff on like smells and tastes. And so the food uh, they would clean all of our food because of COVID. And nice. so I ended up, that's why they ended up, uh, uh, when I was smelling the tortillas is because we would eat like, a food and then we'd end up having a i'd like you know make a a, a burrito or tacos or whatever or sandwiches and i'd like take a bite and i'd be like oh this tastes like soap and then i was like wait a second i think it's coming from the tortillas so then i started smelling the tortillas because i was like oh i don't want to eat the soap ones and then they gave us so many uh i always like to just make clear i'm like the ones i was smelling putting back in the bag that's because i bought i was like you guys don't care because maybe they couldn't taste it maybe i was just extra sensitive to it But I was like, you guys are eating soap. I'm not going to eat it. So I'm going to have my own bag of soap-free tortillas here. And uh, not realizing that all of those, my testing phase would be uh, compiled into a nice little uh, um, (laughs) compilation video. Um, So that was, (laughs) uh, so yeah, eating the soapy food uh, until I realized where it was coming from. I was like, why why is there soap in our food? And then once I realized where it's coming from and was able to stop that, that was better. So what
1: was uh, the worst competition or your least favorite competition to compete in? And I mean, anybody who's on the show, you're a fan of the show or you become a fan of the show uh, you get competitive, right? So you're into it. Uh, was there any competition
2: that you enjoyed being in or was your favorite? Um, my favorite is uh, BB comics. You know, I love superheroes. So like, so we get to pretend to be a superhero and have my own comic that was cool uh (laughs) um and it's just an iconic like even though it's only been around like five six years like it's just an iconic like game and so i was like all right it's cool and then that was also my first time getting to have like a a, well i guess both ones i had a veto but that first one was like the bonus veto or the second hoh but the third hoh was like uh we coined this phrase and i don't think it sucked, but i think it should stick so if anybody big brothers watching this start sharing this and that was the uh, the golden h o h is when you have the h o h and you win the veto um instead of a clean sweep, because I think it just makes more sense um because we like it better. So because Christian had the first golden h o h of our season in week four. and that's when we came up with it. And so uh, that was pretty cool. that was that was definitely uh, the the favorite. And then, uh, I don't know about least favorite. I mean, I, least favorite probably is the last the final four veto because i just uh um just got in my head and made myself lose like first in something that I was good at like i i, I don't uh i don't think i've watched that episode i think that but i just i saw it was edited but like that first the first round i was fast i was like real fast and i was like uh this is um like big d and x finished a good amount of time after me on the balance beam thing and i was like i got this no problem and i and then i just got competitive and i was like let me uh like i was like it's not enough to win i have to like really make a statement and just demoralize them with this win and uh so then i was like let me just go really fast and then i started going faster and i was never falling I just kept knocking the thing out because I was going too fast and I got in my head about it. And so then I just made myself lose that. And I think that I was just frustrated with myself for making myself, uh, uh, approach that that way and lose and, you know, lose the game.
1: <laughs> so let's talk redemption. They come back to you and they ask you back for an all-star season. Are you <laughs> in?
2: Oh, easy. Yeah. I love the, I, I just love the game. Like it's, it's traumatizing in, in a lot of ways, but uh, the game's just too cool. Like, like I always say, like the challenge is more fun. The challenge is a fun. It's just pure fun. But Big Brother is just a a cooler game to like. Not not even cooler because challenge is pretty cool. But uh, the Big Brother is just a better game. I think I just love the the nuance of it and the length of time and and the uh, and the psychological side, um, emotional side, all of it. Yeah, it's just I think it's just a it is my favorite game. Um.
0: Fair enough. So the, my question is then the show ends finale night, you get your phone back. One, how many missed calls, texts, notifications did you have? And number two, how much more did your social media following grow from when you went into the house to when you came out?
2: Oh, wow. Um, so I uh... Missed calls, a lot of them didn't come through. I feel like I had people that said they sent me like voice notes and text messages and, and voicemails that didn't come through. So I was pretty sad about that because some people, like one of my friends, like, yeah, it sent me like a voice note, like every week or something like that. I was like, oh man, I didn't get them. uh Because my phone, for whatever reason, I did. Like some stuff came through, but like just from people I've talked to, 5% of what I should have gotten came through. Uh, social media was was pretty surreal like i think i came out and it was like i don't know 30, 30 something thousand followers which was and it's so overnight for us because we go in and then we don't get our phone that whole time so even though it's three months for the real world it's it's you know uh one night for us that that from the time we have our phone to the time we have it again uh hyperbaric chamber like <laughs> uh, there are the it was just like crazy uh yeah, and that was interesting for sure and overwhelming and uh, it, was, it, was, it was pretty wild.
0: There you go. So not too much after the show ends, you got the call, hey, we're doing the challenge for CBS. Are you in? You say you're in. Now, what's what was unique about this is that it seemed, and you mentioned on the show, you had a few months to prepare for this, whereas the regular challenge, it's kind of like, Hey, you want to do the show? Okay, we're going. You're going next week. So, what did you do to prepare to go in? You you seem to be a student of the game. Did you go back and watch the show? And are you gotten you got you better shape. Did you watch the show? Did you ever watch the show beforehand uh, before being approached to be on it? And what was that whole process like for you getting ready to go on the show?
2: Yes, yeah, so I'd never watched. uh the, I'd never heard of the challenge. Um, until I was in the big brother house, they started talking about it one day and I was like, wait, what is this? And I was like, this sounds amazing. Like I love competitions. And I love like stunts and stuff like that. So, uh, when they told me about that, I was just like, uh, yeah, I want to, I want to, uh, I want to find out what this is. And so pretty quickly, I think for sure after I got the call, Maybe even before I'd started watching, I was like, you know what? So I called people, I was like, hey, this sounds cool. What is this? I, I, and they're like, hey, honestly, you should start watching at like season 30 because that's the game's just evolved so much over the years that if you want a view of like the more modern game, like start there just to get some backstory. And then you can, uh, and then even then you'll notice it evolve, which you can tell from 30 to 35, like it evolves drastically. And then 36, 37, whole new show, like 36, 37, 38 is like a whole new vibe. So that, uh, so, but yeah, so I immediately started watching back then. Um, I, uh, and I just started like training, kind of training specific to the things. Like I didn't just want to go running or I didn't just want to go, Lift weights. Like I wanted to find out. Okay, what's the functional fitness movements that can make me versatile? Because it's a game where I like. I knew I was like, you know, like I'm I'm not gonna be the strongest guy there, the biggest guy there, the fastest person, like, uh, or the smartest. But like, can I be well rounded? Because that seems to be the the people who tend to do well. And uh, when I was watching, I was like, you know, because I'm really good at like pretty good at like figuring stuff out as far as like figuring out strategy, figuring out like how to approach a, a challenge um and that was why I wanted to like embody like like you know you have you have the goats like like the CT and and uh, uh uh and Johnny and for me like I was looking at Jordan because I just loved his ability to 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 win most things like like so many different sort of challenges and and like that confidence I was like okay how'd I do that but like me like as in kind of nice to people like not He's a nice person in real life but in the show he's not known for being nice when he's competing so i was like all right well i couldn't be mean like that but can i at least compete like that and prepare like that and so uh i just wanted to be well versed like so that way i knew that whatever challenges we faced would be on so um that was that was the mentality in, in preparation
0: was it a difficult decision for you to go along with Alyssa and take the shot at xavier
2: Yeah, (laughs) it was really hard. I think that that was the, that's the funny part of of a show like that is that you don't get to see like how much goes into these decisions because it's a fast-paced show. It's not three episodes a week. It's not live feeds. It's just very much like shock and awe uh, for the edit. And so um, with things like they showed, like I think they show Xavier fall during the trivia match and uh, they show like me, like, conniving with 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 conspiring with Derek and Melissa or something and I was like I wasn't even there at the time like I was literally in uh, preparing for my turn getting harnessed up in another room while they went so like I think that so much of that is lost in the show uh so I appreciate you asking because yeah it was it was literally like they had to I had to be uh strong-armed into uh into not even giving him a heads up because they were just like, no, like that will hurt our game, like like other people. Cause I was like me, I'm I'm competitive. So like I I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. if he m- wins and he comes back, then we compete and it is what it is. But uh
0: I that, had other you, people I was did, working with. Did you yeah. come into the game thinking like I'm gonna ride with my castmates, like we're gonna take this to the finals? And, and at what point did that kind of switch?
2: Um I so we came into the game I came in the game, number one, I knew that I was going to play an individual game because I didn't have the opportunity to do that in Big Brother. And Big Brother, like, you know, it was all about the cookout, and I knew that, and that was something I was ready to live and die by and did and, you know, had to make multiple decisions that, uh, while in positions of power on multiple occasions, had to make decisions that weren't in my own best interest because I wanted to uh, move us forward as as a a group, as a six. And so playing, having another chance to 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 play a game i knew that i was like all right at the end of the day i'm gonna make decisions as an, as an individual but uh it's nice to know some people so yeah. uh i i figured that we'd work together and then they introduced the algorithm on day one and i was like well never mind i think that talking to like gamers who were also well prepared for the show everyone was of that mindset like you know i was talking to tyson talking to angela like you know immediately they saw that and they're like oh. I can't run with my team as my top as like my top strategy because uh, this algorithm messes that up as a, a, from a strategic point of view. So um, I, uh, excuse me, I immediately was like, okay, so I have to just like, really, I can't rely on that. I have to figure out my own alliance. And and very quickly after the second challenge, uh, I started, I'm well, before day one, I, I started getting close to Tyson, but I also knew that, like, he's just a very personable guy. <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm like, dang, does everybody feel this cool about Tyson? Like, they probably do. And then a week later, I was like, if he's fooling me, I, I'm his puppet because I just feel like I trust him. And I think he trusts me and maybe he's playing me and it is what it is. And then, so it was really nice later on to find out that, like, in, in his interviews and stuff, that, like, that was a legitimate, like, I was his number one guy. Uh, Angela, obviously, his number one girl. And uh, the, uh, but at the time, I was, you know, you never know. They just felt like I was like, I think I, I think I trust him and I trust my instinct, and it turned out to be right. And so, uh, built up an alliance starting really after that second challenge uh, with Tyson and Angela. And uh, I'm really after the first one because they helped me get who I wanted for the, uh, elimination. And then, um, for the, uh, and then after, and then we, you know, we were winning, I think the, the, I think the three of us won every challenge for like five weeks in a row. And, and, uh, that built up a bond closer also obviously built up the target. And so, uh, uh, yeah, that's where, that's where the my loyalty was like to that alliance. There was like uh, originally it was like four of us uh, with Justine, and I think that that was the right decision because three of those four made it to the final. It just was unfortunate I was the casualty who didn't. But as far as like picking a team, that seemed to be the one. I think I made a good decision on that.
0: Do you think you would have finished the final?
2: Yeah, I Yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, no, it's not like everyone, I, mean, I, I think everyone there knows I would have finished the final. Um, and uh, it's funny because I, I, I had handwritten like Sudoku puzzles in my journal that I would do, and one time, and so, uh, it just is like when I saw that, that was the thing, I was like, oh my gosh, like Sudoku at the end too on top of other stuff i was like yeah that was uh that was was rough rough to watch i was like oh
0: yeah it's unfortunate you didn't you didn't get that to the end because i thought you definitely would have won that so if you were to do another season of the challenge what would you do differently what would you do to get yourself to the final
2: well i'd make sure that i brush up on my madonna trivia um (laughs) (laughs) no um I mean, honestly, I think that that that's a tricky part because it is uh, a game where, like, like if not for one random question about Madonna, like I would have stayed and probably won. So it's kind of a, a hard thing. To, like, do I want to change too much? But I will say, I think there. Uh, I think there's definitely more value in um, uh, not this, this is where I go back and forth because I think it's kind of a cool aspect of the game is that you have such open sides. So like, I don't know, I, I, I don't remember how much they show up, but like every single elimination, I was like cheering for who I wanted to win because I was like, yeah. usually I cared about somebody that was in it. Um, and a lot of people don't. A lot of people are, like, keeping it close to their chest. And, like, and I get that. And I don't think there's anything uh, uh, wrong with it. Um, but because that obviously works for a lot of people and it's a strategy. But I just was, like, so maybe I would be a little bit more subtle in that regard as far as, like, not having my lines be as public. Um, because, obviously, that that, mat- that can uh, that can matter. And it's, it's part of the, the, the strategic side of the game. So yeah. it's probably something like that.
0: I got to have that stonewall face that you're just like, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do, but that's what happens sometimes. So what would you say in your, your life, your career or anything with reality TV is your, you know, I'm right moment. So what I mean, by that is a time or place where you wanted to do something or pursue something. You Yes. Somebody for our advice. They said, you know what, Kylan, that sounds terrible. Don't do that. And you'd be like, you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. And ultimately you will see why it is that I'm right.
2: Ooh. Um wait, so this is something where the end has already happened or it hasn't happened yet?
0: Could be either or. Whatever you whatever you want to interpret it.
2: Okay. I guess. I think that for me uh it is the, the idealistic view around around pushing myself like to, to, to take on challenges in, in the, in the highest level. Like I think about big brother, you know, I obviously had a commitment to like going to the best of uh, going to the end of the game with the best in, in the challenge. People are like, why are you going with Tyson? Like you don't want to be a, a final with Tyson. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, it is, there's nothing wrong with like pushing, pushing myself. And that, I don't know, you know, who knows where that what the reality TV world has in store for as a part of my future. But I think that mindset of being willing to to, to push myself to the path of, of most resistance and to the challenge. Uh, I feel like there's been micro areas in my life where I think I've benefited from that. And I think in the long game, um uh, I'll continue to benefit from having that sort of mindset and pushing myself to do the the harder things. Um, so I, I, that's something where I feel like uh, uh, you know I know I'm right. So uh, or at least I believe I believe I'm right, and uh, and I'm willing to to bet my life on it. Clearly, that's the direction <laughs> I'm I'm continuing to go.
1: Kylan, we thank you for your time here so far. Uh, it's a great answer. All of uh, our you know right uh, you know I'm right answers are always great. But got one last question for you. Probably something you're not expecting, and Nick loves when I ask. Oh this. gosh, this is okay. This is something that we do. We only recently started the last, I'd say, five or six episodes or so. So uh, you're one of the first ones to ask, uh, and then when we did our episode with Alyssa, I asked her. So you got to answer this. Uh, oh, gosh. I'm, a, I'm an astrology buff, right? What is your zodiac okay.
2: sign? Uh, Cancer.
1: You're a Cancer too, huh? Interesting.
2: Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Me and Alyssa.
1: Yeah, I see that. I'm a Cancer. Uh, what, when's your birthday? No way.
2: Uh, July 13th. What about
1: you? Oh, you're only a couple of days apart. I'm July 4th. Yep. Yeah,
2: we yeah. had back-to-back birthdays in the house. Yeah. Fourth of July, night. She nice. went crazy
1: over that because, what, her sister, I think Movie. she said? Yeah, her birthday. It's crazy. <laughs> We're all Cancers. We're all Moody. That's right, you know? <laughs> I don't even have to explain it. Sensitive, yeah. sensitive, you know? Sensitive, sensitive. Nick's like, damn, I'm a Gemini. I'm. <laughs> Gemini's are bipolar, though. So, uh, oh, not you not you uh anyway uh but you're a fellow cancer uh fellow now you know i'm right alum uh again we're becoming a big brother podcast so the fact that we've been <laughs> able to get all you guys to come on with us one by one has been spectacular uh we thank you for your time Tom. we really really appreciate it uh we wish you the best of luck moving forward in anything you do uh, and every, what we do here is we give our guests the last word. So if there's anything else that you would like to share, if there's anything else you would like to promote, uh, by all means, go ahead. We again appreciate your time with us. Thank you.
2: Well, uh, first off, just want to thank you guys for for the time and like coming through with some, some research, some deep cuts. It's, it's very exciting. Uh, always fun to chat about new things I haven't had to talk about. Um, so just credit to you guys. I mean, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've have a podcast. We're doing a second season next uh got pushed to next year because of some other stuff I had to do this year. Um, but I know it's a lot of work and you guys are, are doing it. So so props to you. Um and yeah, I mean besides, you know, stay on the lookout for that. I guess just me on on social in general. Like, you know, I'm Kylan Young on, on everything except for TikTok, where it's Kylan dot young. For some reason, Kylan Young is, is locked uh and it's not being used. Um so and I just started on YouTube uh, doing movie reviews. Movie reviews—I've always been a passion of mine. Just movies have always been a passion of mine. And I uh, just launched my first review on Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Um, <laughs> and uh, I have some more recorded. They're going to be, you know, starting to drop them every week. And that's just something that I'm just passionate about and, and love. I love talking about movies. I could talk about them forever. So I had a lot of people pushing me to, to do it, and uh, and I really enjoyed it. And I'm just uh, I'm looking forward to doing more of it. So that one just dropped today or last night. And uh, so you can see that uh, on my YouTube, Kylan Young also.
0: There you go. All right, Kylan, it's been a pleasure. I'm sure when Joe's out in California and the LA area, not for too long, is going to contact you and you guys can Please do. down.
1: I have a lot of I have a lot of friends in California. We have a lot of, uh, Nick and I have a lot of good friends out there, uh, different businesses out there. So uh, if I'm bothering you and if I hit you up in your DMs, Don't worry. It's for good reason. Uh, But yeah, I mean, if I'm out there in the next couple months, which looks, which is looking more likely uh, I would love to come out and hang out with you and get to know you in person. Let
0: me know, please. There you go. All right. So Joe gives it two thumbs up. I give it two thumbs up. Eep and Roper gives this podcast two thumbs up. So that's going to do it here for this episode of you know I'm right for our very special guest. Kylan Young for my co-host Joe Calabrese. I'm Nick Durst. That this has been you. No, um. All right. <laughs>